welcome back to another episode of Why I Hate This Movie. I'm your host, Eric Rios, with my co-host and my heterosexual life mate, Danny Newton. Say hi, Danny. Hello, Derek. How are you? I'm great. Today, we're going to be talking about... Actually, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing a comparison. Uh, it's not really so much as a breakdown. We're going to be comparing the 2016 Ghostbusters reboot yes. with the new reboot that came out this year in 2021. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because one of these movies, I really enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> one of them I did really enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, not so much. Um, You watched me watch this movie. I didn't laugh one time <laughs> during 2016. The only time I laughed during the 2016 Ghostbusters is when I was laughing at you chuckling at something. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, I mean... I, I know there's this whole thing where, oh, it's all female. If you don't like it, you're sexist. Yeah. And everyone was, a lot of people were praising this movie, and I didn't get it. You know that the, the Rotten Tomato score for the 2016 Ghostbuster, the critic rating, is still higher than the critic rating for Afterlife? It's insane. It is. It's insane. When it's so obvious which movie is the better movie. But the thing is, it was like at the start of the the Me Too movement. Yes. And I I really think everyone couldn't give it a negative review because they seem sexist. Yeah. It would be essentially Hollywood suicide to have. Yeah. But the movie sucked. Yes. it, It had some funny moments. The CGI looked good. But this new one is just proves how bad the other one was right because by far the new one you have the original essence of ghostbusters and it gives you all the nostalgia and it ties everything together really well yeah not everything not everything lands in afterlife but there is enough good stuff in afterlife that the stuff that doesn't land is very forgivable Mm -hmm. it's a very solid movie probably one of the better movies i think i've seen this year and yeah for sure 2016 nothing nothing like it it went out of its way to just dump on all the source material it did and they even went out of the way to bring in all of the old cast yeah all of them Mm -hmm. except for uh except for harold except for harold who's who's passed Uh, yeah um they brought in all the original cast members and it was sad yeah. They none of them actually had anything to do with the original character. They didn't tie anything together. They just had cameos. Right. And they had little one liners or just murdered them like Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was a complete disservice. Yeah. It, it was it was infuriating. Yeah. So they they took a dump on Bill Murray. Yeah. Which of all the cameos, he had the most screen time of any of the cameos. Yeah, he had two scenes. Right. And one was just them murdering him because he didn't believe in ghosts. He he was a... He was well, a skeptic. He was a skeptic. Yeah. Right. They they had Dan Aykroyd, who just... He knew about ghosts. So it makes you think that this is his character, but now he's just a taxi driver and he doesn't care. Yeah. It's like an apocalypse going on. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He showed up, blankly read a cue card, and then left. Yep. That's exactly what it felt like. Even like uh, the receptionist was it um, Janice, right? Janice, is it, yeah, that's it. Like she showed up as the the hotel receptionist, and that's kind of it. Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver was in this as well. Which they didn't have Sigourney Weaver in Afterlife. Yeah, they did. She was in a post credit. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah. Whenever uh, Bill Murray is doing like the uh, psychic reading on the uh, playing cards or whatever. Uh, okay, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, she was in the post credit, which they had her in this, but she was another scientist person or something like that. She was, was in the post credit scene too. Yeah. Yeah. And she was uh, just some random scientist and mm-hmm. she was a uh, Patty. No, uh, <laughs> Jillian Holtzman, which is which yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yeah. Um, it was her. Is her science mentor person. Mentor, yeah. And it was just, you know, another wasted cameo. That's all this movie was, was wasted cameos. Mm -hmm. They had cameos from a lot of actors I recognized. Yeah. There was one part of this movie where I'm just like, oh my God, that's that's the dude from Mad TV that played the little little kid all the time. Like, look what I can do. Well, most of the cast is SNL characters. Yeah, most of them are. Mm -hmm. But... God, dude, they're just not funny. Actually, all the girls, all the main casts were SNL characters. So, SNL uh, uh, actors. Yeah. So, basically, the writer slash director or whatever of this, mm-hmm. by what I gather, just took and had like a rough outline. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, go improv some scenes. It definitely felt like, of course, I think that's just the way Melissa McCartney acts. Yeah. Um, and with the SNL characters, I'm sure they're all pretty used to improv. So I'm sure a lot of the scenes are just kind of them improving. But I don't know. Melissa McCartney can be funny. Yeah. She's had some really funny movies, but then in this, she was just. Yeah. The, her normal the, self. the fucking, the Statham movie where they were both spies. Yeah. yeah I, that one was, that I was like hilarious. That. Yeah. She was yeah. funny. Um, but, but this I, was just. Man. I, I think it's better when she has an R rating involved. Yeah. Cause then she can actually. Let loose. Yeah. And this, all of her, everything just fell short. And then even as Ghostbusters, you had, you had her and Christian Wiggs character. Yeah. Who are supposed to be, but they've been studying ghosts for childhood. Yeah. And they really enjoy it. They're the big scientists and they've been doing it their whole life. They do nothing the entire movie. Right. The only person that does anything was Jillian Holtzman. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's character. She's yeah. the only one that invents anything, makes anything. She does literally everything in the movie that has anything to do with science. That and like nobody has any real motivation. That doesn't feel like anybody has something that they're wanting out of any of this. That and the dialogue. The dialogue was just garbage. Yeah. There's so many scenes where they're talking over each other to the point that I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about. Patty's entire character is just a black lady yelling at me. like i don't it's and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but it's almost like somebody watched a tyler perry movie he's like man he's a this is a fucking laugh riot like they watched boo and medea halloween he's like we want you to act like that (laughs) and i'm just like man this is really not good i mean her character was just really forced into the movie it felt like yeah the thing is is ernie hudson's character in the original ghostbusters wasn't necessarily a forced character. He's a jobber that showed up. Yeah. He's like, I don't care as long as it pays cash. He was right. He was a part of the team. Yeah. He was a part of the team. Yeah. And he, he, he brought value and I guess she brought the Hearst. Yeah. It, but which they probably could just bought an old cheap Hearst. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that way they could tie in Ernie Hud- Hudson's character, right? So there's a few scenes in this movie. When you compare them to their counterparts in Afterlife, mm-hmm. it really shows you the difference between a good movie and a not a good movie. 
So whenever you're you're watching Afterlife and you're watching this movie, the one of the biggest scenes for me is when they're introducing the proton packs. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Afterlife, they set up the proton pack and they set up their target. I mean, they're messing around with it, and the kids are just like you know blast that target. And it's the absolute absurdity of the power level coming out of this yeah. thing and just completely. They- obliterating and melting the target out in the middle of this field, they right? They not only melt the target, it was like a metal structure they yeah. stood on and it melts it, which is awesome. Yeah. It was just the absurdity yeah. of how powerful this thing is. And that's how it should be. Made me made me laugh. It's it made high me, voltage. It's like a yeah. plasma ray. It made me giggle with excitement. When you're watching 2016, they set up their target in the alleyway mm-hmm. and it's just... Let's just throw Melissa, Melissa McCarthy around and make fat jokes. Yeah. And I'm just like, this isn't funny. <laughs> this is a fucking dangerous weapon. She is firing around and it's just going off at random. There, there's definitely, there's no real serious element in it. Right. She could fucking cut her legs off with this thing. She could yeah. blast one of you. I mean. And y'all are just sitting there watching her. There's a scene where they're at a metal <laughs> concert, which this metal band is so garbage. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I don't know. Anyways. They're just blasting lasers through this crowd of people. Yeah. And just right over their heads. And she should, you should be decapitating yeah. everybody in this audience. Yeah. It's, it's extremely dangerous. And they're yeah. just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. There's no serious elements <laughs> in this. Afterlife, they had that. Even when the difference in the two also with the, the packs is one of them, like everything else, a Jillian made. Yeah. Jillian created everything. Right. In, in 2016. But in Afterlife, they found the original packs and yes. the, the ghosts of Harold, yeah. their, their, their grandfather in it, uh, actually helps them repair it. Yeah. It's it's neat. It's interesting. You, you have this interaction. You have character development. And it's just nothing in 2016. No, not at all. You had, like you said, the funniest part of 2016 was Hemsworth as their secretary. I, <laughs> that's what I struggle I did enjoy Hemsworth. Honestly, his character is so stupid that I couldn't laugh at him because we're watching a guy who's probably mentally challenged. Oh yeah, he's um he's definitely he, he, slow. Yeah, southern. Slow. He should literally be wearing a helmet. It, it's sad. It, it was that was the funny part. Yeah. But yeah, his character is so dumb. He he shouldn't be able to function as normal. It would literally be like pointing and laughing at Forrest Gump and saying, "Ha ha ha!" He's stupid. It's not funny. <laughs> not at all. I I, I still chuckled some of his lines. I, I like. I just I just like Chris Hemsworth. But you know, there, there was a trope in this movie that every male character, yeah, and especially with starting with a like Christian Wig character at the beginning. Yes, you see all the academic, all these males around her. Yes, every male in this movie was either. Too dumb to function in society. Yes. Or just a complete asshole. Right. Or, or D-bag. Yes. We, that's the only, that's it. That's the only two things you could be. Either men are allowed to be eye candy or they have to be the villain. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the main theme of all, of all these movies like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so deep in the industry right now. It even pans out into stuff like Star Wars. Right. Where, Ray's perfect, so all the guys around her have to just be not. She has to be better than them. I And I, it's completely unearned stuff. Same thing here. They have to be better than all the guys around them. Mm-hmm. 
without earning any of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, everyone makes fun of uh, Christian Wiig's character, right? Because <sighs> she's slightly nerdy, and, yeah. and even though she's a scientist. Yeah, but it's just, God, man, this movie's so bad. This movie is bad to the point it makes me angry that this thing exists. Somebody paid money to make this movie. <laughs> All well, right, it made money, and th- they paid a lot of money to make this movie. Yeah, it was like a, it was a like one hundred fifty million. Yeah, one hundred forty million, I think. Yeah, was the budget, and, and I mean, it made two hundred twenty something worldwide. No, that's almost all together. Yeah, total. that's domestic and and worldwide box that's, office. Worldwide total was two hundred twenty. Whereas at the time of recording, right now, Afterlife has already hit a hundred million today. Yeah, and still going. Which that movie deserves so much more. It does. All the characters are good. So Afterlife. It was just really enjoyable. Like everything, like all the characters were good. I liked how they tied everything together. I loved the little girl. Yeah. The little girl in this, she was just like this really just stoic, nerdy, like, like super intelligent, but just really flat and just, but they gave her all these really funny one liners that just had me dying laughing. Even, even that little girl's worst dad joke. Yeah. Is better than any joke in 2016. Oh, yeah. Any joke. Oh, yeah. That includes all the stupid shit like pratfalls, fat jokes, Mm -hmm. and oh, my God. There was a pussy fart joke in the beginning of that movie. (laughs) Fart jokes just aren't good enough anymore. we got to make a queefing joke. Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. (laughs) This is supposed to be a female empowerment movie? Get fucking real. It's a family movie, bro. (sighs) Whatever. Uh, the The little girl's jokes are all very dark, though. Yeah. They're not really dad jokes, I'd say. Well, it sounds to me like the person who wrote the script and wrote the jokes for the girl knew how to write fucking jokes. Oh, yeah. I don't know who wrote it, but it sounds to me like they knew how to write humor. Mm-hmm. And like I said, not all their stuff works, but so much of it does that you forget the crap that doesn't. That's where you want to be at in a movie. That's a solid movie. It needs to win more than it loses. <laughs> right? I, I didn't think it lost very much. I, I enjoyed everything. Don't, uh, yeah, the the third act is pretty much the original movie. Yeah, which I is mean, fine. You know, you still have the nostalgia. That's everything now, right? Yeah. Um, but they made it generational in, in a sense that it should have been mm-hmm. right. That it should have been the the original remade over. Yeah. Like it's, and it had enough changes and nuances that it was still enjoyable. Yeah, and they didn't. Big spoilers, by the way. <laughs> but they didn't shit on their cameos. No. They used them well. Yeah, they all came in and was a part of it. And they're like, eating, even... Even when the girl first made her phone call to Dan yeah. Aykroyd, mm-hmm. he was just like, you know, he he took all of her proton packs, he took all of her shit and just robbed us and left, and he can rot in hell. Mm-hmm. Right? real anger and tension with it. You know, life happened to this guy. But then he found out that he's yeah. dead and he let his grievances go. Yeah. He moved on, you know. But he, they all did show up with their gear, so. Yeah, they all showed up at the end to save the day. But they they which, had their gear, which, didn't, yeah. you know, he said he took them all, but. Eh, well, you know, they had time to rebuild, I guess. I don't think they would rebuild them, right? Why not? It was kind of their job still for a while, even though he took all their stuff. Yeah. But I think I think after we left, they were pretty much done. Even after all the end stuff, you still had more good stuff with these characters. 
like basically going into how like Ernie Hudson's character has been just kind of bankrolling the rest of the guys this whole time because he's been a successful businessman after that. Mm-hmm. They gave him his first shot and he just kept going yeah. and just accumulating more money and power over time. Mm-hmm. And as to pay back to that, you know, he's paying like Dan Aykroyd's rent and crap like that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I can't remember if he's doing anything for Bill Murray or not, but I'm sure he probably is. I think Bill Murray said he was like a, a college teacher or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so he was doing fine. So, But they closed it with him being like, I'll always be a Ghostbuster at heart. Mm-hmm. And him like rebuying the firehouse and stuff like that. Trying to, you know, basically a new start, a new beginning. Yeah, they they, they left it open for a reboot. Right. A whole series reboot. Yeah. Which would be great. I'd hope that they would bring in the these original characters. Yeah. The, the characters they bought. To continue movie, to... The grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. I, I would hope... develop them. Yeah, I would hope they allow us... Like I said, I would hope they allow his granddaughter to keep developing. Mm-hmm. But I would also hope that they would keep doing good things with the legacy characters yeah i felt like they did good things with these these guys i was happy when they showed up right Uh, unlike the the female crew ghostbusters i was just disappointed yeah because they they come in and just cash in a check and then leave yeah it's just oh god man this movie legit makes me angry 2016 (laughs) legit makes me angry a lot of the jokes just fall flat they're just wasn't funny. They took people's money. Mm-hmm. And they knew. They knew what they were doing. And the, the bad guy was so over the top. The bad guy was some little incel dude that yeah. no one cares about. He was he was pretty much every high school shooter. Yeah. That's yeah, he really. Like. He he's was. Just, he's been picked on by society the whole time, and now somehow, it never explains how, there's like zero backstory in any of this. Right. Of why he, he's been able to make these the, these machines that manifest ghosts. Right. Apparently he read Kristen Wiig's book and that was enough. Yeah. Apparently, I guess she left all the diagrams and wrote it in her book. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't it didn't make get sense. it. But essentially, he's just every little incel dude. Yeah. So. And one day he wrote about ghosts. I was like, well, I'm just going to start an apocalypse. Yeah. For no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And he was just so over the top, just generic evil. Yeah. I I don't know. All of it was so bad. All of it was so bad. But oh. Thor You know what? <laughs> he was right. You know? He I, I think that he there was a spark uh, of uh genius in there. It was just what a fish tank is yeah, that's- a submarine for fishes. It's like, oh that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> That is literally the only thing I wrote down about that movie. <laughs> really? That is the only line I wrote down. Because I told you, I just like, I have written down what I consider to be the best joke in this movie. Yeah. And it's the throwaway joke of him looking at the, the aquarium and saying, well, you know, an aquarium is just a submarine for fish. That's it. That's brilliant. That, that's, that's the brilliant. best joke in this movie. I, I liked when he was like, oh. I took the lenses out of my glasses because they kept getting dirty. And when you when you put that joke against any joke that the, the, the girl tells, <laughs> yeah. they're just skunked. No, it doesn't compare. And it wasn't just us laughing. It was everyone in the theater. I mean, there wasn't right. a lot of people, of course, but it was Everybody still, loved everyone it. Everyone loved it. Yeah, it was hilarious. We we're all laughing. Yeah. What do you call a dead polar bear? Really, anything you want. He can't hear you anymore. That is better than any fucking thing in 2016. Mm-hmm. Anything. 
even all the like I said, all the pratfalls, all the Melissa McCarthy fat jokes you want, fucking Patty screaming at me for no fucking reason, Vinkman giving blowjobs to her little like pistol fucking proton yeah. guns, any of that. I mean, th- these are just SNL actors. They're yeah. improv actors, and they have one range. They're always the same. Right. And it just never the same characters as they are in everything else. Like Christian Wig, I like, I, I love a lot of these actors, but Christian Wig's always like the same shy, timid, kind of rambles on. Even in Wonder Woman, she was the same character. Um, you know what's bad? That she was the best part of Wonder Woman. She was. By far. Yeah. But she still has that same demeanor. Yeah. And then, of course, Melissa McCartney was just generic herself. Yeah. Just ramble on, talks about nonsense. Um, Kate McKinnon was just over the top silly. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Leslie Jones was just generic black woman. Yeah. That's not what you want your family movie to be. <laughs> I mean, it really felt like when they wrote her character that they watched Tyler Perry movies and it's just like, oh, I can barely keep my guts in this so goddamn funny. <laughs> no, it's not. I- you know, you might not laugh, but so I, I don't really, that's not my cup of tea, but there's a lot of people that really enjoy Tyler Perry movies. The jokes in 2016 go way too long. They overstay their welcome by a fucking mile. I think the problem is there's a lot of things that don't even pay off. Right. Like, a lot of the elements of the movie, like Christian Wick's character, she, the reason she got into ghosts is because she had this traumatic experience of her neighbor tormenting her as a ghost and like standing out at her bed every night for an entire year and no one believed her and they just called her crazy and they just never paid that off i didn't even remember that yeah i didn't remember that because the character didn't give a shit about it well they just make fun of her and call her ghost girl and that's all that they bring that back oh we're all ghost girl now yeah but they never pay that off yeah no ever none of the characters have any development they don't do anything. They're the same shit. And you can't tell me head. that one of the ghosts that they're going to go capture couldn't have been that. Yeah. It couldn't have been a moment where she's like, holy shit, that's what I was telling everybody about. Mm-hmm. That fucking shit right there. Any times to their, Any. their past. Yeah. No. No. A- no. That would, you know, that would take writing and character development. Mm-hmm. And we ain't got time for that. And I mean, Patty's character literally could have been in anything. Yeah. Any, any person. Right. She just happened to be there. So literally, she just has no significance on the crew at all. Yeah, none. Uh, she has a, a vehicle they can all four ride in. And the rest of the characters don't even really seem to want her there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong to feel that way? Well, they don't. They're, they're just like, why are you here? They don't need her. They literally look at her and it's like, oh, the restaurant downstairs is closed. No, you dumb bitches. I'm, I'm here to fucking give you a vehicle and be part of your team. It's like, oh, well, I have like a four-door sedan. Ah, God, dude. They didn't even use the uh, ectoplasm one. No. They they literally, they literally ride around it once, and then that's it. And then after that, Slimer and uh, female Slimer. Yeah. Because we have to have a woman equivalent to Slimer. And he's got to have a love interest, right? Yeah. Got to pay that arc off. <laughs> Now we know what Summer's been doing this whole time. Fucking, oh, <laughs> fuck me, dude. It didn't have to be this bad. I, I would have been A-OK with a movie just being bad. Mm-hmm. But this movie really went out of its way to fucking insult me. And that's, it's personal. Okay? 
I want to. I wish I could burn every fucking copy of this movie. It it doesn't just insult. It insults your childhood. Yeah, I probably you know you you've never seen this movie and it would have never come up. But Afterlife was so good. I was like, yeah. dude, you have to watch this movie. You have to watch the, the the other reboot, the 2016, and just to see the difference yeah. of what could have been. So when they're talking about the power level of the proton packs, mm-hmm. granted, you know, the kids in 2016, uh, I'm sorry, the kids in Afterlife are kind of, you know, doing their own thing with it. Yeah. So in 2016, it's fucking... Bullshit techno babble that makes no fucking sense. Oh, yeah. She's just slapping at it with a fucking pointer thing. Like, I put blah, 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 blah on it. And here's some jizz on it, too. I don't give a fuck. And they're, they try to be smart, but they're they're fucking just stupid. saying nonsense. They're just saying fucking nonsense. Mm-hmm. When you look at the original movie, when they're in like that little elevator or whatever, mm-hmm. and Ray's just basically just like, you know, this is probably very unsafe since we're all just walking around with unlicensed nuclear reactors on our back. Yeah. And the other two dudes just take a step back as though taking a step back is going to save them from a fucking nuclear explosion. Yeah. <laughs> there again, there's no seriousness. Yeah. In, in like Aftermath, there, there's seriousness. These yeah. weapons are dangerous. They're going around destroying this town. Yeah. And they get fucking arrested for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in 2016, they're, they're, they just laugh at it. Yeah. They, they make the joke. They make the same joke. Oh, this is a nuclear reactor. Don't shoot at it. But then they, they immediately start doing it. Yeah. And, and stupid shit. Oh, there, there's no real seriousness or consequences to anything they do. The original movie, there was a seriousness to it. Mm-hmm. It was essentially kind of trying to be a legit ghost movie. Yeah. Kind of. But in the original movie, there was a legit seriousness to it. They were trying to be like a real ghost slash horror movie. But the, the actors... I mean, you know, they did have the comedic background, too. So they were able to inject enough of a sense of humor and levity into this movie. To lighten the mood. To lighten the mood. Because yeah. it was pretty much a horror movie. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, <laughs> what the fuck else do you say when you see a fucking 10,000-year-old demon standing in front of you on a rooftop? You just kind of, you know, take a bite of that shit sandwich and just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> laugh at life and maybe I won't die. <laughs> right? It felt like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You had, you know, it, and this did not. 2016 no. did not. No, 2016 was like... It felt like a bad comedy. It was a very bad comedy, and there was so much CGI. There was such an absurd level of CGI. It didn't look bad. It, it didn't fine. look good, though. That's the thing. There was, I mean, of course there was CGI in Afterlife. Yeah. Because how else are you going to do ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't over the top with it. No. Do you do you feel like there was a point in Afterlife where it just just CGI at you like 2016 did? No. Me neither. Not at all. We had fucking like Gozer and everything. Mm-hmm. And it never felt like that. No. And even like Paul Rudd's character was great. Yeah. Even with like the blatant advertising or like him going to Walmart and getting basket robins. Yeah. It was still hilarious. Yeah. That scene really wouldn't work because the, the, all the appliances and stuff are plugged in and like turn on. And that would never happen at Walmart. The only part of Afterlife that started to try to just really started to wear on me after a while was the mother's over the top hatred of her father. That really that started to wear on me after a while. 
But it, it's not something I don't understand. Yeah, I can right. understand it. I think it took her a long time to come around. Yeah. A little bit too long. Yeah. it did, For me, it took her character too long to come around. When mm-hmm. You can obviously see what the fuck's going on around you. Yeah. That's it. That's the weakest part she of afterlife. Just, she she just kind of walk around with blinders in that house. It felt like yeah, it's oblivious to what's actually happening. Yeah, but and boom, that's it. That is the weakest part. Mm-hmm. Still a fucking amazing movie. It was great. I loved it. The weakest part of 2016, the entire fucking movie, <laughs> everything. I literally looked at you whenever in the fucking first minute of this movie and said, "Oh, that was supposed to be a joke." I when they're when the fucking <laughs> tour guide is walking him through the house talking about like the grandfather clock. Hmm. Oh yeah, this is off the Titanic, and they had to like toss a woman and a child overboard just to put this clock onto the lifeboat. I'm just like, oh, that's supposed to be a joke. I I think that's supposed to be more of like, oh, this is a fact. This is the room where P.T. Barnum decided to enslave elephants. I'm just like, oh, that was supposed to be a joke. Damn, I wish I could have laughed at it. I like they of course. Nothing in this movie has anything to do with the rest of it. There's no payoffs. No. Kind of no, no. But I don't know. We're just kind of going in circles now. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie, dude. I'm sorry I made you watch it. I'm but s- you understand. You didn't make me watch it. All right. They made this piece of shit. Okay. They made the the world watch it. <laughs> and it's it's a shit stain on them. They can never distance themselves from this fucking abomination they made. I mean, we have a worthy reboot now. Yeah, but and that, I think I, mean, I hope this is successful. But when you successful look enough to reboot, when you look at the numbers that the reboot's doing, it would be doing better had this not existed. For sure. Right now, like I said, the reboot is today cleared a hundred million dollars at time of recording mm-hmm. domestically. During a fucking pandemic. Yeah. 2016 couldn't clear $100 million domestically with nothing fucking going on. Yeah. No problems at all. It definitely, I think, it left a sour taste on a lot of people's mouths to where they just, they looked at this and was like, oh, this is going to be dumb too. Yeah. Had I had watched this with you back in 2016, mm-hmm. we would not have fucking wasted our time with Afterlife. I guarantee you that. I wouldn't have went and saw Afterlife. I would have said fuck it. I, I sincerely mean that. I mean, I we would not have wasted our time with it, and that would have been all this movie. I, I, mean, I watched it. I I, I want to give it a chance. Though. That's the difference. Yeah, you you can see just even in the trailer that it was going to have more to do with the original. Yeah, and that's all we wanted. Yeah, we're not writing Shakespeare here, guys. No, give fans what they want. Yep. They want satisfying conclusions to their characters. They want story arcs that make sense. They want character development that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They want to see ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) Right? We want some of that old nostalgia with some some new tech and new characters and good comedy. Yeah. And it gave us that. The formula is not hard. No. This this movie sincerely makes me angry. It, It really does. Like I said, if it never existed... Afterlife will be doing so much better. And the more eyes we can get on Afterlife, the better the world will be. Mm-hmm. By far. But, man, that's... My heart is filled with rage. <laughs> I do. I, do. I, I feel rage. Like legit rage. I wanted to go to work today and punch every <laughs> woman I saw. 
I really felt out of, out of that upset. I, I understand. It's like, no, fuck like, it. It's all of them. It's all <laughs> of them. I just want to, I just want to walk through the store, punch every woman I see. And they, they know why. They know why. <laughs> this is and a Ghostbuster. They, <laughs> they would just look at me and like, we know. I'm sorry. No, whatever. <laughs> but for the love of God. Please watch Afterlife. Yep. Please watch Afterlife. I think that's about all we can say is, uh, if it's on a streaming service, fucking support them. Yeah, go go check out Afterlife. If it's in, still in theater, fucking go watch it. They need Afterlife needs your love mm-hmm. because this it's got this shit stain on its boot and it's trying to scrape it off. <sighs> but I just. I gotta breathe. I think that's about all we have to say about it. I don't think anything, anything else you, you think of. No, there's nothing else I can really think of. No, nothing else. No, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I, Afterlife clearly speaks for itself. Yeah. So and there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, we're not gonna do any type of meter or rating or anything. We're just gonna let it speak for itself. That yeah. Go watch Afterlife. Yes. Forget this other movie existed. Yes. I can't. I can't forget it. It's burned into my soul now. Unless you just want to be angry that day. God, you can watch it. dog. But, yeah, so. Just um, make sure to let us know in the comments below what y'all think of it. Because I- I'm I'm really interested to hear what other people think of Afterlife. I'd love a female's perspective on 2016 Ghostbusters, too. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I think y'all said everything you had to say with 2016. This is this movie does not represent <laughs> female as a whole. Okay, no, it does not. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know any women that like that movie. I mean, to be fair, I don't know a lot of people that have talked to about it. But I remember when the movie coming out. I know just in general, all the critics were just like, "Oh, it was great. It was, it was great. It's hilarious." <laughs> Please don't kill us. Women are funny. Get over it. <laughs> But anyways, this has been uh, another episode from the Misfits of Cinema podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and with my co-host, Danny. And uh, like, subscribe, and comment. Yep. Make sure you hit us up on the Facebook and the Twitters. All the tweets. All the tweets. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. See you later, guys. Bye.